0: Back to feedback loop i'm joey and i'm jeremy and uh we're doing feedback loop you know that's our podcast where we talk <laughs> about music yeah
1: it's true and, and i feel like i feel like we need to Maybe this is a conversation <laughs> off for all of life, but we need to have some sort of like consistent intro for this show <laughs> we do it's the no i mean like for like setting up what the fuck we're doing and why we're why we're doing i don't know whatever we're fucking like you said we're feedback we talk about music
0: and this week, the music that we're talking about is Larry and his flask. That's the band. The album, it's all that we know.
1: And the instrument, just a flask.
0: Yeah, just a flask. It's, Wouldn't that be just sick? Larry?
1: Just one man, Larry and his flask, making that, making music.
0: Now that's a band I'd pay to see.
1: <laughs> uh, I lied. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's not just one man. And, yeah, it's and the flask is not used as an instrument as far yeah, as I'm it... aware.
0: It's a few men with multiple instruments, so.
1: Several instruments, I would, I would go as far to say.
0: Yeah, several, definitely. <laughs> Holy shit, okay. Jesus. What are we doing, man? So, the album art, we'll just get into that, you know? Yeah, just because sure. I can. It looks like a really weird, like, chalk, maybe? Painting? Not, I guess if it's a chalk, it wouldn't be a painting,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, like I feel drawing, like it's paint. I feel like paint. it's paint. Because it, it, it reminds me of uh Noel Fielding's paintings. In, oh okay. In some aspects, at least the textures and stuff. So okay. I feel like it's paint.
0: Well there we go. It probably is paint. I know nothing about art, I just know stuff that looks <laughs> cool. And this look it looks pretty cool. Like
1: Yeah, it's got kind of like some, some weathered fisherman. Yeah. Kind of looking dude, like a Low classic car. yellow like raincoat and hat kind of a deal. Like Gordon's fisherman. Yeah, like, like, exactly. Not
0: like a sponsor, that a not a sponsor.
1: Yet, hey, if Yet. you want to pay us some fish sticks, I mean.
0: <laughs> dude, for real, their fish sticks, pretty, pretty, actually, no, the jury's out on their fish
1: sticks until they pay us. <laughs> until they pay us, yep, we cannot <laughs> condone their products. Uh, but yeah, so there's like a, an old fisherman dude, he's got, looks like he's got mascara on, I don't know if yeah, that's and intentional it, and or not.
0: It's... It's running, too, slightly. Yeah, see,
1: I don't know if it's actually supposed to be running, though, because there are streaks down the entire painting. So it's uh, just like the paint was running. That's what it looks like. You know, like.
0: That, there's so many layers to this. But, I mean, I guess there really there's two, like two layers,
1: maybe. Well, I mean, I, you, could, you could argue there's a bunch.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But the reason I picked this album is, I guess I'll go into that before we start, sure. is sure. just... I don't know, something about kind of the, the folky country-y type thing of the Civil Wars. Yeah. It just got me kind of digging this. These guys are kind of more in the bluegrass, if you're going to go that way. Right. But, I mean, I, I I like bluegrass. So, it was just, it felt like a good...
1: But grass is green. It is. I feel like and, I've made that joke before. And by joke, I mean statement, because it's not really a joke. <laughs> it's kind of like an anti-joke, I guess.
0: Well, you know, uh, here in the Land of the Free, grass can be whatever color you want it to be, with, that, if you that buy paint. Rhymed, oh, shit, dude. That did that was, rhyme.
1: like you're, you're starting a song there. Maybe.
0: Well, um, I was kind of starting track number one, Land of the Free.
1: Yeah, but it's not just Land of the Free, it's Land of the E.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> It is. It's land of the F, and then in parentheses, the R is in parentheses, and then EE. So it looks like land of the fee, but it's also like land of the free. It's a a statement, I guess, on living, I'm guessing, in America. These guys are from America, and they do have some uh, economically charged lyrics (laughs) in some of their songs. Yeah, And this is one of them, so...
1: Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and tell you immediately when I played this, <laughs> this song and this album, I fucking hated it. Oh God, It, it was just like, it, I mean, it's that tropey, like hillbilly bluegrass, just kind of a simple back and forth bass. got the plucky banjo. You can hear people like hooting and hollering in the <laughs> background and it's just like very like slappy. Like you can see someone just like stomping and clapping along and just like, I don't know. It's, it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, in a, I still, still at the time of this recording, I don't really like the song. Oh it's shit. Just, I don't know. I feel just, like. Just,
0: just the song or this whole, I guess I we'll mean, get, we'll find, I guess, We'll
1: find yeah, out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not my thing. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty much as described to me in my yeah. mind.
0: I mean, you're not like, you described it pretty well. This definitely sounds like some people in somebody's back room with a wooden floor and they're all stomping and like, <laughs> yeah, like type, but you know, I like the energy of that. Sure. And whenever he's singing about, uh, I don't know, like this song, it's, it just sounds like an anthem from like a working person, I guess, just the way it starts off the damn man kicking down my door. Don't you know, I won't see him in, no more like it just i don't know something about it feels like yeah some government dudes trying to come fuck with my life and i'm out of here i'm not doing that i'm not about that it's interesting
1: because uh i didn't look at it in that way i mean it makes sense given the context of the name of the song but it seemed to me that it was more like i mean i guess it it was similar but not as like anti-government per se it seemed that like he had gotten in, in trouble with, with either the law, like a sheriff, because it kind of has this like western kind of country feel to it, where it seems like he'd be talking about like the law, like a sheriff's beating down his door, but mm-hmm. also maybe like a bounty hunter or like some like the leader of some bandit clans, like in this old western town, you know, coming and collecting and stuff, so, some western hoss figure that seems to be after him. Uh, and then yeah, like you said, he, he just wants to get the fuck out and, and leave. And I mean.
0: Given some things that pop up in later songs, like there's some folklore type sounding things, as per the usual with this type of music, there's definitely some credence to that. Like, yeah, it, it there's a lot of stuff that sounds like it's set in like old and west times or something. Like, people are shooting other guys with the revolvers or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very cowboyish,
0: but. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a pretty short intro song, very bluegrassy, banjo heavy. Yeah, a lot of the
1: songs on this album are pretty short. Yeah, like most of the songs are between like two and a half to three and a half minutes. There are a few outliers, but it's kind of kind of nice. There's like 14 tracks on this album, Mm -hmm. and it comes in at what under an hour. Still, yeah, it's 46 minutes. So, so pretty quick songs, which is good, I think. (laughs) Good Uh, when you don't like the songs. Good when you don't like the songs, (laughs) for sure. We'll see how I feel about some of them. Yeah. The, the later ones that are a bit longer.
0: Well, it seems that you've already planted your flag. <laughs> and, I mean, depending on how the rest of the album goes, it could be uh, set in concrete. So, you know.
1: Yeah, I'll set my that, flag in concrete. There you go. Oh, I was
0: I'll set. It's there Track two. Remember. Track two. Yeah, it's... Yeah.
1: Track two flag. with flags in concrete.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of thinking earlier, this is not about the song. This is about our segues. And I was like, you know... <laughs> I am I a good enough person to be able to keep this up indefinitely for the rest of my life? Once a week for the rest of my life? Am I, am I a smart enough person to be able to uh, come up with like ten to fifteen segues?
1: <laughs> I mean, we, we share the load. It's not. It's not like you're doing all of them. But yeah. Oh, like, Yeah. But it's. I mean, why not? We might. I don't worry about that shit. We'll just fucking do it until we stop doing it, and and that's that.
0: Yeah, but I don't worry about. I don't worry about things until I have a few moments where I do, and then I'm like,
1: "Oh fuck!" Locked in on it <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, for the next thirty minutes.
1: I'm gonna have a panic attack. i <laughs> will yeah, just keep thinking of just just start preemptively <laughs> writing down segues as you're taking your notes.
0: I'm definitely gonna start doing that.
1: Uh, I'm not fuck that. Yeah.
0: Amazing so what you what'd you think about this song?
1: You flags know? and concrete. This one immediately you sounded better to me. <laughs> It seemed uh, less like some quickly thrown together hillbilly jam session, <laughs> like the first track. It still has that kind of southern bluegrass instrumentation, but it's yeah. it's in a bit more of like a rocky presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the guy's voice on this song on this album. Yeah, he he like he has a very smooth but also gruff voice when it needs to be, and his melodies are generally pretty great. The, the chord progression in the song I really enjoy. There's a lot of space for the guitar and the banjo to kind of rock out with like the solo section that goes on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it a lot better than the the first track. Still not like 100% there yet. Yeah. Definitely well, an improvement.
0: I'm, I'm glad to hear you at least like this guy's voice because that is... The vocals just in general are one of my main selling points for these guys. I like... I like singing along to it because I don't yeah. fe- I don't feel like I really have to try that hard. Like I'm not an amazing singer or anything, but whenever I sing like a pop song or just a song where somebody has a, a cleaner type of voice, yeah. I feel like I need to try to kind of keep up with that so I can sing in the style of whoever I'm singing at, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm singing <laughs> Adele, I'm like trying to actually sound better not that i could come anywhere near adele's amazing
1: but we're we're um, gonna get video of joey singing adele songs at some point
0: i mean you totally will i will unabashedly (laughs) sing adele as loud as i can but uh yeah like if you can kind of just yell when you're singing stuff like this and it's
1: just yeah it feels nice it's kind of like that the whole like hillbilly bluegrass jam session kind of thing where everyone's just having a good time it's yeah. not necessarily about how well you're doing things. Granted, this guy does sing very well. Oh, yeah, like, for he, sure. He hits all of his notes, he has great melodies, and he has great power in his voice. But yeah, yeah it, the music itself just kind of lends itself to, like, it's okay if you're off kind of a thing. The other one's just kind of jamming out.
0: For sure. And yeah, I like that I mean, I don't have much to add in the ways of music in this one other than, yeah, mm-hmm. I just like the introduction of the kind of punk or rock or whatever right, into right. this one rather than the straight up Bluegrass of the first one,
1: but yeah, and, and lyrically this one seemed maybe related to the first in that uh, it, it seems like there's this, this soul crushing effect of of city living, and the singer kind of wants to go out and live in some desert commune kind of deal, like slab city. So maybe you could tie it back to saying like, oh, well, that's where he was fleeing to back in the, in the last track, where he's just trying to like get out and live in the middle of fucking nowhere where people can't control him, kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, for this sure. This is a recurring
1: theme, I think I picked up on this album, is just kind of that not being controlled or not being limited kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, for sure, because, I don't know, I maybe I take it too far with the anti-government, and that's just my own personal shit getting projected onto this, but there's definitely like at least an anti-greed, anti...
1: Yeah, anti-society. I,
0: I, yeah, <laughs> anti-society type of feel, and it's just given the society that I'm forced to live in. I just add other elements on top of
1: it. <laughs> but uh, Sounds like you've gotten fucking no life other than just sitting there and projecting your own shit onto other people's music to make you feel better about yourself. You
0: know, that is just about all I do. But, uh, you know, what really explains it well? Track number three, No Life. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one... So this one, it, it starts off slower. Like... I don't know. I like this one more. I'm just gonna
1: straight more up say it. Prior two tracks, more than before? the prior two, more than the
0: prior two tracks so okay. far. I like the slowness of it. There's kind of like a bendy slide guitar type, yeah. Type I dude. really like it. Yeah, like their instrumentation. Uh, whenever they they can really use it well, like they have banjos, mandolins, stand up bass. They got uh, the slide guitar, electric guitar, acoustic guitar. They have horns there's so many things that which i mean i've talked about in other episodes but i just love whenever a band can use a bunch of instruments and use them well and not have it sound like some crazy mess that's like well why why are they bringing in a banjo here but it just fits with these guys
1: yeah and and this track it, it kind of stood out to me not not the music stuff i mean the music's fine too i really like the steel guitar like you mentioned but uh the the vocals on this track and on a lot of the, the deeper in the album tracks that i can't that my brain's not working to, to <laughs> that i mean but uh tracks later in the album and on this one there's a lot of harmonizing vocal sections oh yeah of of their like background singers or their backup singers whatever so the, the main vocalist is singing a lot and then there's like a group of guys kind of singing i'm sure he's involved in that group of guys as well but there's this whole like there's a, there's a whole like harmony section for a lot of the vocals on the album, and I really dig that. It it kind of almost has this barbershop quartet, acapella kind of vibe to it. And in some points on the album, it is actually acapella. But just every time that the, his melodies come in, and then there's that harmony section behind him, it just it feels good to me.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't think we've talked about it, but I know you feel the same way that I do about barbershop quartets. Yeah. And. It's just, that's honestly like one of the things that drew me to this band was that vocal styling of barbershop quartets and just kind of their general style. Like they do a lot of like busking type stuff where they just like, they'll have a show and play outside all acoustic and they're all like harmonizing vocals and just playing their instruments acoustically really well. And it's just, I like the whole feel kind of that they have. And I don't know, that's just part of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I want you to tell me what the song is about from your perspective. Um, So what I got out of it was that it seemed to be about a guy that was a real dick in life. He dies, he leaves behind a wife and a kid, and it seems like the the, the singer's kind of implying that it's his fault he's dead, and it's his fault that they're going to be grieving for him, despite the fact that he was a tremendous dick. I wasn't really sure what the greater context, or or I I felt like I was missing some connections here
0: see i don't think you're missing too much context cool. because uh that's kind of what i got not necessarily that this guy was a dick but like maybe i don't know i guess the unholy hateful soul part kind of lends itself to this guy right being a dick but it's like yeah the guy was dead for one reason or another and his family now has to deal with what's left uh in his wake i guess
1: yeah, which is a theme that kind of comes up a couple times, I think, later in the album. Yeah.
0: yeah, at one point, like, not while I was listening to this, but in the past, I kind of thought it was about, like, he killed himself or or something, like, yeah. he not only indirectly caused his death, but, like, directly caused it, but I, I kind of steer away from that now, like, I don't... I, I think he might have just, like, done some really fucked up something, and...
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that towards the end of the album, because there there's definitely some credence to what you're saying, I think, mm-hmm. uh, that comes up in, in later albums, uh, and I don't know. I, yeah. I have no way of segueing the next yeah. track. I was, I was trying, I was thinking. We yeah, it's, not going anywhere.
0: it's hard without saying the whole chorus, so we're just going to break yeah. right into track number four, Beggars Will Ride.
1: What are they going to ride?
0: Uh, I don't know. They're going to ride off into the sunset, but the They're whole... ride
1: horses. The if wild, horses were horses, then beggars would ride. Then beggars would ride.
0: Yeah, see? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Sometimes I just say yes, see, and then let my mind just shit all over my mouth, apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, beggars Will Ride, track four. Uh, it's got a nice, like, western-y rock feel to it. Uh, mm-hmm. th- there's, like, a solo in the intro that's really nice. Uh, I noted the accordions in the background and then there's oh, actually yeah. like an accordion solo section Hell that came yeah. in, so I thought it was kind of satisfying because I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. They have some, some accordion filling in. I'm like, wait a minute. It's getting a fucking solo on the, accordion. <laughs> Fuck Yeah, I'm down for that.
0: See, that's the thing. Like there's, there's going to be some songs on this album that I don't necessarily dislike, but I don't fully agree with. I guess I'll leave it at that. Uh,
1: you mean like lyrically or musically?
0: Just musically, like, I don't know, there's just, they just don't do it Are for you me. you you
1: don't like the accordion solo?
0: No, I do like the accordion <laughs> solo, but I was going to say, like, it's songs like this and things like the accordion solo that just, like, bring it back for me. That, like, I redeem certain things for me. I don't, I don't
1: think it redeems the first track for me, but <laughs> definitely highlight <in> the album. <laughs>
0: uh, but, yeah, I don't know, accordion is always cool. This one is, it does have a very Western feel and the song kind of feels upbeat in a way, but like the lyrics, yeah. I guess the lyrics are kind of upbeat. I don't know. Yeah,
1: so, so this one kind of touches on a theme that I picked up a whole lot of on this album and maybe it, it just kind of got stuck in my mind and I kept running with it but it it seemed like he's telling people to stop waiting for your life to get better. Stop wishing for things to happen and just go out and fucking do things, go out and, and either affect that change that you're trying to find in your life or just live. It's yeah. easy to live passively and dream of things you wish would happen, but he's not about that shit. He's going to go, he's going to live his life to the fullest and he's going to die happy. And, yeah. And that's a theme that I, I have plastered on quite a few songs towards the end of the album.
0: Yeah, it definitely gets thrown in on a lot of songs and, uh, I mean, I don't have too much to say about this song other than it sounds westerny, and the just the lyrical content is. I don't. It, I never made sense of it too much whenever I first heard this album because I don't know. The first time I heard about this album, Alyssa actually tried to show it to me, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "No, this isn't what I want to <laughs> listen to." Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't care about this and then i tried it about like a year and a half later and i just ended up liking it and
1: well where you were at the time wasn't the right place to settle down it wasn't where you wanted to be it wasn't where you needed to be you weren't you weren't fated to be there at that time you kept going you had this, this sense of manifest destiny that you're going to cross the hurdle cross cross the horizons <laughs> and, and at some point you're going to come to come to the land that you feel is, is the right time and place to listen to the album. And you did. And I yeah, didn't enjoy it.
0: I did. And like I... I
1: enjoy track number five. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you enjoy it. You enjoy it. I do. This is the first track that really clicked for me on, on the album. Uh, it's got a nice, like jazzy feeling, bluesy, upright bass kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got some washy Western guitar. There's a really crisp kick drum. The acoustic guitar comes in, the trumpet and the trombone come in. There's just like this, this nice layered building of the song yeah and then in the chorus the vocals 10 out of 10 again with the the backup vocals harmonizing it happens a lot but this song just really sold it for me
0: well hell yeah i'm glad to hear that because i don't know i kind of i was hoping you would like the whole vocal harmonization just vocal stylings but there were parts where i was like i don't know if he's gonna like this guy's voice and what was it i think we you listen you Usually at the end, whenever we're done recording and we turn off the record thing, you uh, listen to a tiny snippet yeah. of whatever the new album is. And you heard it and you're like, ooh, I like that bass or I like the cello or yeah, there, something.
1: Yeah, there's a cello in one of the, the tracks yeah. coming up that, really, that I really dug. And then
0: I was like, oh, I hope he appreciates the rest, of, the rest of it. So it's, it's nice <laughs> to hear that there's at least some songs that are salvageable.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's not to say like I I've enjoyed the other tracks up to this point except for the first one. I don't, I, I still don't really enjoy that track. <laughs> the the other ones are good. Like yeah. the, I I get it, but this one, Manifest Destiny, was the first one that kind of like clicked for me.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna just skip right into the uh, lyrical yep. part of it because you explained the music pretty well. Uh, I don't know, Manifest Destiny, just to me, this is kind of where I correlate the whole anti-government thing because I—I sure. I mean, Manifest Destiny is—I don't know if it was like a book or like a memo or a a pamphlet an email, <laughs> yeah, just an email <laughs> written back in the 19th century, whenever America was just generally being a fucking asshole to everybody that existed on this continent yeah. or in this country and was just stealing all the land and being like used this manifest destiny as the excuse to be like, no, it's, it's, it's ours. It's, we were meant to take this from the people who already own it by force or not by (laughs) force. And, And they were just using that to explain it away and manifest destiny. I mean, if you look at the two words, like separate from that context, it is manifest, create your own destiny. And that is, I mean, that's a theme that was, brought up in beggars will ride and i like that he's kind of repurposing it that repurposing that but also talking about there's parts in here where he talks about bringing up other people he's he's -hmm. not going to let his brothers and sisters fall he'll he'll be there when they call and it kind of not to get communist but it has a very like communal feel to me where he's like yeah we're all in this together we're all gonna make our lives better instead of destroying other people's lives to make our lives better.
1: Right. He's kind of repurposing, like you said, the manifest destiny where it was like a bunch of pioneers coming into America and taking over the place. But now it's like, okay, well now that America is in the state that it's in, we kind of need to do the same thing and Mm -hmm. change completely everything that's going on here. We, We need to go find our own place or our own portion of this. Where nobody can police us like this, nobody can yeah. control us like this, and again, it's those themes of of being able to do what you want and and where you want. But uh, it seems in a, in a notably uh, anti-American government, <laughs> I guess, in the song. I mean, I, I guess it, at the very yeah. least, parodying or or, yeah. or satirizing it.
0: Yeah, which I don't know. Like in in times like these, <laughs> I think. Uh, Like, maybe that's why I was, like, listening to this album. Like, maybe that's why I thought of this album.
1: I don't know. I don't know, man. You're you're over there drunk off your fucking blood. Whoa. (laughs) Your blood drink. (laughs) (laughs) Quarantine
0: had made me drink so much, my blood was drunk. Yeah. Oh. it's track number six blood drunk, <laughs> blood drunk. <laughs> there, yeah there we go <laughs> that almost sounds like a death clock
1: song <laughs> it, does. it does for sure go, go check out death clock again because <laughs> i think we told it like last week the week before that i don't know fucking it know. was
0: I, it might have been like two weeks ago We're i remember
1: often enough just go yeah. fucking go listen to them if you haven't yet
0: yeah that's one of those bands that we both know we love so it's like <laughs> do we do it for the podcast because we <laughs> both know we love them
1: <laughs> right uh maybe some point but uh, yeah. right now we're talking about blood drunk track number 6 uh it's got it's kind of like slow and dragging and drill before the lead guitar and the drum kicks in mm-hmm. with the rest of the song there's a lot of like background oos or o's going going on that i enjoy <laughs> uh the the bridge before the solo section is pretty fun and yeah. the solos they come in they're pretty short and sweet they don't really overstay their welcome this whole song to me gives me this this Image of a car just careening down a hillside. There's a lot of like energy and a lot of speed and stuff, and it's just kind of like a, a fun, good time. Yeah, like not that you should be driving cars down cliffs and stuff, but it, it's just kind of the energy that it gives me.
0: Especially not when you're drunk,
1: right? On blood, as,
0: or, as anything, the, yeah, really. or anything. <laughs> but yeah, the energy of this song is really what sells it for me. Like, yeah, I. Honestly before this I had never really paid attention to the lyrics because just the energy of it and kind of like the the dueling guitar and banjo solo thing at the end yeah. just kind of like I don't know I like it like the dueling dueling banjo type thing yeah I don't know man but uh, <laughs> reading reading the lyrics again I still am not 100% sure <laughs> what this song means Uh i don't know if it is just talking about their exploration like talking about repurposing manifest destiny and trying to find a place where they can kind of police themselves or govern themselves and just having like a great time playing their music to anybody who will listen spreading the word and just enjoying themselves going along to it like just just kind of i don't know maybe they're drunk having a good time having a party everywhere but I, I like I can't pinpoint an exact meaning of this song. So,
1: so my take on it, it's it's kind of similar to "Beggars Will Ride" in that there's this mentality of living life to the fullest with no regrets, just balls to the walls. They kind of have this Viking theme on it. I think is where yeah. my mind went, where they talk about like the warrior, like being warriors and, and and knowing what that means, and they're they're seeking Valhalla and they're singing about Valhalla. And I don't know, it, it just seems like they're they're applying this other layer, like that theme of, of Vikings pillaging and fighting their way, but applying it to kind of the themes that we've already talked about where they're, they're fighting their way through life with pride and they're not giving in, they're not backing down. They're just going to go ham and get what they deserve or what they, they want from life and not fucking worry about what happens along the way. Kind of a thing.
0: You know, I like that a lot more than my incoherent (laughs) misunderstanding of this song.
1: Well, you know, there's an ebb and there's a flow to, to understanding of songs, and this was my time to flow and your time to ebb.
0: Well, hopefully this time I'll flow and you—I mean, hopefully we both flow, honestly. But, uh, but
1: not, like, like are periods, because we're not women.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're not women. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Track number seven. Evan Flow, And we're not women. (laughs) And we're not women. Just want to reiterate that because I've been
0: programmed (laughs) for 25 years.
1: Uh, Yes. Track number seven. I really, really, really uh, like this track a lot. Hell yeah. Uh, I like the guitar tone and the riff at the the beginning. I really like his vocals when they come in over it. The harmonizing, again, this is fantastic. Uh, There's a lot of different sections of the song and yeah. I, I really enjoy like the, the diversity of it and, and how quickly everything kind of progresses. This is one of the longer songs on the album, but it doesn't feel like it's that long because there's kind of this, this constantly changing feel to it.
0: Yeah, this song, it kind, it is definitely... I don't know if it's... It kind of switches places between like first, second, and third favorite song, depending on my mood. Yeah. But uh, this one, since it's it's five minutes long, the rest of the tracks are like except bar one, I think are like three and a half minutes or under. And this one, like, like you said, there's diversity in it. There's different sections. It feels like, and not to say that there isn't any change in other songs, but this song kind of makes me feel that maybe if there were a, like, they explored that song length in other songs, they would be better. Right. I don't know. Like, cause there are, definitely songs on this al- like on this album on other albums of theirs that kind of seem one track and i mean it is a song it is literally one track but <laughs> <laughs> it uh, i don't know i just like the variety of this and i feel like they do it well and i feel like they could do well to themselves if they did it in
1: i agree more. this is this is one of my top 3 songs on the album as well there were three songs i think i called out specifically that i really really enjoyed one of which was manifest destiny This is another one. And then there's one more later in the album. But uh, yeah, I I really like it musically. Uh, Lyrically, it kind of, to me, seemed like it's continuing that theme of fuck it, don't let things keep you down. This one's a bit more somber, though. So it it seems like he's talking about losing a loved one and grieving, but coming to that realization that someday we're all going to die, so you might as well fucking make it count in this kind of like YOLO way.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, I felt... I mean, the ebb and the flow, like the ups and the downs, it's always been a song about take the ups with the downs. Don't let the downs keep you down because there's going to be ups and appreciate the ups while you have them because you're going to be down again. So just kind of learn to live with it, do your thing, and just appreciate all the good times that you have. And I don't know. it's just It's been a good song to get me through things not like i've had any major life events since i've heard <laughs> yeah. this album for the first time but
1: it's, it's a good outlook yeah on on like for sure. and and i think everyone needs to have that kind of balance of yeah it's okay to grieve obviously but you can't let a bad experience ruin your life forever cuz yeah. again there's going to be ups and you need to be able to appreciate those ups when they come definitely
0: kind of and I mean, they always say without the ups or without the downs, you'll never appreciate. Like, that's totally true.
1: Yeah, 100%. Just like if I never go to West Virginia, I'll never uh, be able to sample their fine gourmet chocolates. and I'll never have, have a it West Virginia chocolate drop.
0: There you go, man. So you couldn't segue Beggars Will Ride, but you could <laughs> somehow work West Virginia chocolate drop.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't know. This, this track's weird, okay? Yeah, it, it is. It's got like this, this weird jaunty intro that's very cluttered to me. Yeah. It was, it's like the banjo and the guitar playing the same riff, and it sounds like they kind of like both wanted to play it and couldn't decide who should play it. So they just both did it. And I don't know. I feel like it would have been better if maybe they alternated or if only one of them had done it. Uh, it continues the energy of the last song, I think, but with. Or, I mean, what am I talking about? The song continues that kind of jaunty energy, <laughs> but well, I should have made my notes better. But. Uh, <laughs> less of the noise until, like, the post-chorus where that section kind of comes back. But yeah. It's a very weird song. It,
0: it is, and <laughs> I've noticed... So, the guy who plays banjo is singing mm. this song. The, the normal singer, uh Ian, he plays, like, the electric guitar, and, I mean, when they're doing busking, he plays acoustic guitar, but he's right. the normal, like, gruffy singer, and this guy, I believe his name is Andrew, plays the banjo, so, like... I've noticed on songs where he sings, the, the feel completely changes. Yeah. And like, I don't know if it's because he helms these, like the music for these songs or what, but it does seem like there's very like the guitar and the banjo are battling for, like for, I don't necessarily want to say they're competing for the spotlight because I, maybe that's just the sound they're going for, but it, it definitely feels, yeah, like like it it definitely starts to feel like that sometimes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Uh, it's weird lyrically. I I really hope that you have some context on this song. There were two key points that I gathered from the lyrics on this. And the first of which is that it seems like he's talking about a drug problem, perhaps mm -hmm. Uh, the second of which is that he's maybe also talking about a woman. So putting those together, it, it, it sounds like he's taking drugs to drown out his inner demons, or maybe the drug use is his inner demon. And he's trying to make his way to this woman that he loves. But I, I, can't make sense of a lot of the rest of it
0: see i have searched and searched for what a west virginia chocolate drop
1: is
0: (laughs) and i have no idea so
1: i did a little bit of research um chocolate drop is the name of uh, a song a very old bluesy song i can't think of the dude's name he he uh I should have written this down. He was like a rival of Muddy Waters or whatever back in the day. So he had a song called Chocolate Drop and it was about a woman. He, he said that he had himself like some tall, dark woman kind of a thing. And he called her a chocolate drop. So I'm assuming that's a, a similar thing going here, but given that this is very like a Southern bluegrassy hillbilly kind of thing that almost makes it seem racist because <laughs> these yeah. like Southern rednecks talking about a, a, a black woman, as, like, a chocolate drop, and it's just, I don't know, it feels weird to me, so I don't really it,
0: know. That does, that would sound, feel very weird, I think. I
1: think uh, the song feels weird to me, so. Yeah. This,
0: so what I've always got out of it is that West Virginia chocolate drop was, like, a placeholder name for, uh, anything that could kind of stand in your way. Like, just because of the line I've come this far and I sure ain't gonna stop for that West Virginia chocolate drop, like, it makes me think of like drugs or alcohol or something that you could have a problem with in your life that's going to keep you from reaching wherever I think you want to that's
1: What be he's trying life. to reach, though, is, is he's it? saying nothing's going to stop me from getting to that chocolate drop because that's the end goal. I want that.
0: See, I always took it as nothing's—he's not going to stop for it. Like he's come this far already in life, and that isn't going to stop him.
1: Fuck if I know. I couldn't make sense of the song. <laughs> I think we both have valid and opposite <laughs> interpretations of it. I'm not going to give in and, and say that that it's not the end goal, but I don't have to. And I, yeah. if, 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 like, I don't know. Maybe we fucking reach out to these guys and say, what the fuck were you talking about on this album? Dude,
0: I commented on one of their YouTube videos a while ago that only has like a thousand... Uh, views, and whoever posted it, like, whatever recording company posted it, like, got back to me and was like, hey, thanks! So maybe I'll just, like, hit them back up and be like, real quick, could you ask them?
1: (laughs) Figure out what the fuck they're talking about in this song, because it makes no sense to me. But, I I mean, we both came to the the theme of drug use, at the very least,
0: so there's that. There we go. And once we have our answer, it will be the end of an era in which... We, we
1: discuss the song. Yeah. And which, we move on to the next era. It's track, track Nine. Which <laughs> in is of an era. era. <laughs> oh my god. What's this happening? is this is the third of my love love tracks on this album. I really, really oh. enjoy it. This is the one that I sampled last week when we uh when we ended the episode. I was like, hey, I'm gonna check it out. And this is the one that I chose to sample because it seemed like it was kind of in the middle ground lengthwise. I was like, hey, it's it's about a little over halfway through the album. So maybe by by this point it'll feel good, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy the song. It's got really crisp and clean guitar tones and it it sounds really, really nice. There's some ambient like cymbal rolls and stuff going on. There's some bass that sounds really good. There's cellos that I mentioned earlier that are fucking awesome. I love cellos. Um, The the song sounds very melancholy and, Mm -hmm. and kind of like this farewell song, which makes sense. It's called end of an era but it, it just kind of has that kind of downer feel to it, and I really enjoy it.
0: Definitely. Like, listening to this song with headphones turned up really loud, the uh, bowed, like, stand-up bass or cello and just the strings that are in it, it just creates such a nice, like, encapsulating atmosphere Yeah. when you're listening to it. It's just, it, it, oh, it feels so good. It's like warm butter just <laughs> pouring over me. Except oh, that would feel. <laughs> oh, <all> me. <laughs> Except that would feel terrible. I would hate to have butter poured all over me, but that's a thing.
1: So, what? I mean, butter?
0: because I hate the feeling of like lotion or like oil. That's fair, and it's. I feel like butter would be that times a thousand.
1: <laughs> Maybe, but it tastes better. So you it, can at least look at it.
0: it does... That that is very true. You know, I think you sold me. Cover me in <laughs> butter. <laughs> But also, while you're covering me and butter, I will discuss what this song means to me. Sure. So, uh, I don't know. It is also one of my favorites on the album. I'd say it is one of the ones that competes for my top three. Uh, But it's this one for me is about like the aftermath of the end of the era is the aftermath of like a failing economy due to greed or a failing society due to people being greedy or oh, oh, I don't know overusing resources and I don't want to get ahead of myself but like taking out lines of credit and yeah. not paying attention to what they're spending their money on or being extorted out of their money by a government that is trying to take all of it or large corporations that are trying to take it away from them
1: see I think you did get too far ahead of yourself on this one. Oh uh, shit and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm naive, but this one, I did not have any of those like overarching themes in. It seemed to me that the song, he was writing it, and he just sounds completely exhausted to the point where he's ready to end his own life. He tried so hard to carry this energy of living his life to the fullest in the prior tracks, but it seems like it may have been a facade, and he's let this anger and this depression build up in him for so long, and now he just wants to end it all. And specifically, I noted there's uh, in the chorus. At least I think it's a chorus. I, I should have noted that down. I t- took some lyrics, and it says, uh, "I'm glad that you came here, everyone. But the curtain call was more than an hour ago. So goodbyes, goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. It's under your pillow, you know. Over the mountains and down through the snow, you'll pray for change and rearrange. But beneath your head lies your sacrament. And that, to me, like gave me this this imagery of someone having like a, a pistol." under their pillow and they're like, yeah, it's there for self-defense, but he's like so upset with himself and, and saying like, look, I'm glad that everyone's here for me, but like you missed it. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm past the point of no return and I'm, I'm tempted to just pull this gun out. That's normally used for self-defense and, and use it on myself kind of a thing.
0: I like where your head's at. I, I too took the, under the pillow gun thing but i took it as more of a uh, overarching like that's how everybody is feeling like i don't know just i guess maybe i was being very literal in my interpretation like it's the end of an era i guess we weren't as strong as we thought like we collective as the society all the shops are closing at the end of our block and I don't know no more shiny things that mother brings so hang it on the wall let's weep and weep like the whole everybody's just distraught yeah. about their livelihoods or about their neighborhood about their everything that they own being worthless at this point because just society has failed I guess and Yeah I, th- I think
1: that's totally like valid I think it's just like a difference in the lyrics that we locked in on. Yeah, Where, where you focused more on, on those earlier lyrics where, you, where I didn't put any notes down at all for. uh, And then I, I kind of focused more on the latter, or I guess the chorus, where it, it seems suicidal to a point. Maybe I'm just super biased. Maybe I'm just super suicidal. <laughs> That's where my <laughs> mind is. I don't fucking know. Well, uh... Get help if, if you are yeah. suicidal. Yeah! <laughs> I was right trying away. to think
0: of how to follow that up. It's <laughs>
1: yeah, like, just like fucking don't, don't kill was, yourself yeah, ever. Like, it's not worth it.
0: Yeah. If, if we weren't projecting this, uh, this talk between us out to the internet, I would have had some, something witty to say about that afterwards, <laughs> or maybe joined yeah. in his reveling, but, right.
1: uh, cause that, that's our humor, but it's, it, we shouldn't joke about it, especially not in such a, uh, a casual form way. Uh, of this, if you if you are having suicidal thoughts, call call the fucking hotline. There are tons and tons of resources out there for people that can get you help for that shit. I'm I'm doing okay.
0: <laughs> as long as everybody knows you're doing okay, Jeremy, then I think <laughs> I think nobody will have any issues as long as they can tune in and be like, oh shit, Jeremy's okay. Okay, then I'm <laughs> I'm good.
1: <laughs> then I'm good. No, no other problems in the world as long as Jeremy's <laughs> okay. He, he was marked from the start as being the concern of my life, and now that he's okay, I can move on.
0: Yeah, and we could also move on to discussing track number ten, marked from the
1: start, <laughs> killing it tonight. Boom! So Sometimes, this song,
0: no, you you here, go. Here we go. Here we go. No, you go. It's <laughs> just just do your thing.
1: <laughs> it's it's a very like upbeat rebound from the prior track and it kind of sounds a little zany and like weird in, in some ways. Again, uh, there, there's like some chanting, like who and ha going on. (laughs) And and it almost has this like primus sound to me, which I'm not a fan of primus in general. I haven't listened to a whole lot of primus. I don't know. Joey's a fan of primus or at least was last time we talked about primus, but, uh, I don't know. It's musically. There's not a lot going on for me that I enjoy.
0: I do like primus. Uh, but yeah, this song is all over the place. Like it's, just, I wrote down, it is frantic. That is how I described it whenever I was writing it down. It's very unhinged, fast, and then just randomly in the bridge, it slows down to like, I don't know, like a normal pace, but then at the end of it they do kind of their vocal harmony barbershop thing, but everybody is off-key as they (laughs) swell back into the song, and it's just like, I know it's supposed to sound that way, but like, it just... It makes it sound so, uh, like yeah, just
1: it's alien, It's disorganized,
0: strange. I guess. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I know it's supposed to sound that way, but yeah, it, d- it just doesn't hit with me, really, we're that glad much. Glad that we're
1: on the same page.
0: But uh, so this song, to me, I mean, marked from the start. Yeah, it's I'm interested.
1: Silly. I'm interested to see what you what your take on this is because I I actually put, I think I wrote more for the song than I did any other song so far.
0: Well, this song it hits me. I mean, Mark from the start makes me think instantly of Original Sin. Like, I don't know. That's probably just a bias of mine projecting itself because I tend to look at songs I see as being critical of religion a lot.
1: I mean, but, uh, the, that's the lens that you you look through. Like, it's the perspective that you have on life.
0: Yeah, and but it makes sense. But yeah, it's just. Uh, it seems to me about wondering why people would follow a religion like wanting to know like how can you follow this or how can you follow this line of thought whenever you are marked from the start with original sin like from the very moment you're born you're never innocent and you're always being judged and you're never able to just be free you're in this in this religion, he said, "The chorus is just handle this with care. Our souls are so fragile and crumble and tear. If you're marked from the start, the first beat of your heart is that even fair? And it's yeah. not like if you follow that line of thought, just from the second you're born, nothing is fair because you just can't win because you're you're born into into the spiritual debt that you have."
1: Yeah. So I took it in a similar but different way. It it seemed to me that it was more about like hypocrisy. In religion mm-hmm. as it relates specifically to predestination is kind of the vibe that i got from it where there's the sentiment that no matter what you do from birth god knows whether or not you're going to be doomed to hell or save and brought to heaven mm-hmm. and if that's true then the singer's lamenting that anybody could just steal and kill and it wouldn't even matter because their face their fate was already decided for better or worse at birth so then why even try to be good why try to be anything just do what you want and fear no consequences because if you're going to hell you might as well do something to earn it. And if you're yeah. going to heaven, then you no not no longer need to try to be on your best holiest behavior, kind of a thing, because it's already been decided. That's the angle that I was looking at it from.
0: That angle is also huge. And Big, I'm true. not I'm not even going to start <laughs> because I've been listening been listening to a lot of albums that speak to that lately. Oh, yeah? To what you just said, so I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I'm not even going to turn you this te- into a discussion for another episode.
1: Are you teasing something right now? Are we going to be no. discussing this more in depth in the future? We will, yes,
0: okay. because uh, yeah, just okay. yeah, we will. Just leave
1: it at that. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's fine. Our our your your will be done.
0: Yes, my our our will be done.
1: Our will be done. We will be discussing this yes. after we get through this album. After we get through this next track,
0: track eleven. Will be
1: be done. Done. Boom! <laughs> Killing it. This one sounded kind of Italian to me, with some like <laughs> mandolin and banjo. But there's also this like super ominous sounding like cello or, or yeah. bass underneath it. Uh, it's got this kind of driving drum work on the toms, which is kind of fun. But again, there's at this point in the album, there wasn't a whole lot going on musically that I noted.
0: Yeah, it's and I mean, other than the fact that there's like a minute long ban- banjo intro, yeah. There's not, yeah. I mean, you've probably heard most of what you're going to hear musically before on this album, or at least in a way.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but lyrically, this is one of the songs that I feel like is a folklore song, almost, not please, in the way that... Can explain
1: this one to me? Because I don't have very much at all. <laughs> lyrically. Yeah,
0: see, that's like, I. it seems to be about like maybe people that go town to town like like i don't know if they're good or bad but yeah. they maybe they're protecting something and it's it seems very wild west but like For sure. m- mystical wild west like <laughs> like the devil has come back as some sort of cowboy and he's like protecting or trying to find something and there's people trying to like protect some sort of sacred thing from him. I, I honestly,
1: we need to write that screenplay.
0: Yes, we do. It's probably already (laughs) been written, but you know,
1: probably. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really have a direction for this one. I, to me, the only things that my brain was, was piecing together was that it seemed like he was talking about going to a bar, drinking all night and then getting in a fight and losing and kind of doing it over again. And just mm-hmm. keep keep like, this constant cycle of drinking and then getting his ass kicked out of the bars and shit, which doesn't really say a whole lot. So I, I, I'm sure that's not the the only <laughs> intention from the song, but that's what I got from it.
0: Maybe he's in purgatory. Maybe he decided to just nope the fuck out of original sin. <laughs> there you and go. And got sent into neither heaven nor hell, and he's in purgatory now. <laughs>
1: hey, it all it all it all ties back. It, yeah. it makes it makes perfect sense now. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, have, heaven, hell, purgatory, you know, call it what you will. I don't, I don't really know about any of it.
1: I mean, you know, uh, you know, roughly, nope. I guess that's true, but, but uh, track number 12, <laughs> call it what you will. Boom! It's got a, a trumpet lead intro, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. The, the, there have been, I think some horns prior on this album, yeah. but they haven't really had the focus like this one did. Um, the song seemed pretty heavily focused on the vocals which yeah. I'm a fan of because, again, I, I love the guys' vo- vocals. Uh, I really like there's this breakdown section in the middle that just fucking like changes the, the feel of the song, and I really enjoy it. Um, there's a trumpet and trombone solo section <laughs> kind of thing, but it was kind of grating to me where it, it just seemed like they were playing the same phrase over and over again, and I, I feel like that section was maybe uh, a bit too long for what they were doing with it.
0: Yeah, this one... Uh it's i'm pretty sure this has their banjo player singing again and that kind of put me in a different mindset whenever i'm like looking at it just because knowing the band i know that whenever he's the main singer it's It's gonna gonna sound a little yeah it's gonna sound (laughs) different i i as much as i like the horn solo i do agree that it i don't know like compared to the rest of the song it does get I don't know if grading is necessarily the word I would use, but I don't know. Maybe grading is the word I would use. <laughs> I don't, I can't think of a better word to use, so. but well, it's not like time? annoying. It's not like annoying to me, but sometimes I have to turn the volume down whenever I'm listening with headphones. For I'm sure. Just, I'm just I'm like, i glad oh, okay. you
1: said that. So like, <laughs> I, I also like, I mean, you mentioned earlier listening to the, the we listened to albums with headphones on and we listen to them pretty loud so mm-hmm. we can really like become embraced in the, the, the songs and stuff uh, at this point in the album I was considering it maybe just because that soul was like you know should I turn my fucking headphones down because this is just kind of like it, it's not necessarily hurting my ears but it's not a pleasant sound with, with yeah. the horns and, and just being so like high pitch and, and loud in my ears and I ended up actually turning my uh, volume down in the next track but oh, shit. This one.
0: Well, uh, then I want to get to the next track, so I'll quickly go over the the lyrics. Unless you have some no, some go crazy, for it.
1: We, we touched on shit. that earlier, so you. I think we're on the same page on this one, so just go for it. Uh,
0: yeah, it's this one. It's it was the one I was alluding to with like the lines of credit and just the state of economy and just I don't know the, the, what the future could be if people just continue having credit cards and not even thinking about what they're spending their money on. And they're just slaves to, to debt and to working to pay off this debt just so they can have, b- buy a diamond ring, a giant plasma TV screen. Cause you know, you deserve it. And it's, it, you don't even have to worry about what it's going to cost because uh, you, you just have a credit card that's going to take care of it. And don't worry about the bill
1: because right.
0: you're, you're just going to be able to pay it off little by little eventually.
1: Yeah, and, and there was a little bit of a political context to it too. Uh, at some point, in the song it says, "Recession, depression, call it what you will, we're the victims of our own greed, with cheaters for leaders, and our mm-hmm. own empty dreams will come back as nightmares and, and dreams, or something like that." Uh, then, so it's 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 kind of like implying that like it's more about consumerism as a whole and who's profiting from it, and it's not the people. Yeah, thing where it's just like you're you're fucking yourself by buying everything on credit. While these assholes are, are just reveling in, in the money that that they're making from it,
0: yeah, because uh, the company that you're buying from it still gets whatever they feel like charging you, and now this credit company gets like three times the amount that you were yeah. supposed to pay for it just over time. Yep. Uh, but you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not because I know if I start, then I'll I'll be gone.
1: Until and... To leave. We'll go find, find Slab City somewhere out, out in the west and plant a flack in concrete. It's,
0: is Slab City still a thing? I feel like the government would have just fucked it by now.
1: I mean, I think it's but. what made it so mystical is that it, it hadn't... I, I don't know. I'll be gone to see it at some point.
0: Yeah. In, in case you all haven't noticed... <laughs> Track number 13 is called I'll Be Gone.
1: Yeah, I did the thing that you mentioned last week where after someone tries to segue, we just keep running with it for, for so long that <laughs> you forget that you segue. We didn't forget. Obviously, I knew that he segwayed, but I just we distracted from it too long, and people, people probably just didn't give a shit. Track 13, I'll Be Gone.
0: Boom. This one, very short song, and very low-quality recording. Very low-quality. I and can I understand why you now. turned it down. <laughs> but... I do really like this song. This is probably my third one just because it is. I don't mind low quality recording at all.
1: I mean, we mentioned it last week that your favorite track on the Civil Wars album was the one that was kind of a one take phone recording thing.
0: I don't know why I'm like that. Maybe that's just the hipster in me.
1: It is. The hipster in you. Shit.
0: That's what it was.
1: Literally the same thing we said last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, so it's low-quality recording, but they're very, like, barbershop quartet-y.
1: Yeah, like, the first half of the song is just a cappella.
0: Yeah, and it's just something that I love. Like, it's great, and then they bring in the instrumentation and just do another round. They sing the same thing over and over again, and it's nice, short, and sweet. It's got an a cappella version and an instrumentated version.
1: (laughs) Instrumentated, yeah.
0: But I'm yeah, sure that's,
1: I'm sure that's actually a word, and I'm just laughing because it sounds bad.
0: It does sound bad. Does that like? I feel like if it just sounds bad and nobody says it, that eventually it's not a word, right?
1: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, everyone, stop saying the word biscuit. I don't, I don't know why I picked biscuit. That was the first word really that came to my mind.
0: I don't know why you did because I love like so many things with biscuits.
1: Well, yeah, but you just don't don't call them biscuits. Call them something else. What are we? Gonna I don't call? fucking know. This song. Okay, I'll be yeah. on seemed to be uh about a breakup to me it, it seemed like his ex left him and he hasn't really figured out why but yeah. he knows he's not gonna be able to sleep until he like accepts it for what it is Kind of thing. Boom. that's the vibe i got from it
0: that is probably i think that's just the vibe of this song for sure cool I, I mean maybe there's a deeper meaning but i i didn't go that far
1: well i didn't mean to speed through the, the content maybe maybe we can slow it down for the next track
0: yeah for sure definitely slow it down for track fourteen. We'll just slow it down,
1: slow it down. <laughs> Boom. Uh, the, first note on this track title is appropriate.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it's a slow, slow song.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's like a, a ballad almost, like a yeah, acoustic, yeah. but like acoustic.
1: Yeah, I, like that's literally my second note it says slow acoustic ballad. So on okay. the same page.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, because uh, my first note was as the title suggests a slowed down acoustic guitar <laughs> ballad. I'm glad glad yes. we literally wrote the same thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this one definitely seems less produced than the rest of the album, with exception mm-hmm. of the last track. Uh, it's not as raw sounding as "I'll Be Gone," but it still seems like it was maybe done on one microphone and, uh, and and kind of one take, kind of a deal.
0: Yeah, like this song, I I hate to not put it in my top three because I just love kind of the energy around. It's fun. Yeah, Exact Yeah, <laughs> I just love like the energy around it. Because it sounds like, like you said with the first track, where it just sounds like some fucking hillbilly dudes playing some crazy bluegrass, yeah, hooting and hollering, doing all this <laughs> shit. Like, this song, it so much makes me think of just some people who decided to just, like, play a song at, like, a bonfire, where there's yeah. just a bunch of people sitting around and they're just playing. And you can hear people kind of, like, talking or, like, laughing in the background.
1: And yeah. And just... even towards the end, they like, it sounds like great. I don't know if this was actually recorded on a bonfire or something, but in that visualization, it, it sounds like people are actually joining in and singing the chorus towards the end,
0: which is yeah. kind of a nice touch. It's a very communal song and it's one that I like, I've learned it on guitar just because I love singing it.
1: Like so. It's just... so now once the the whole COVID stuff gets, gets settled, hopefully by mid next year, uh, we Woo-hoo. can we can have a bonfire and invite a bunch of people over and we can just recreate it.
0: Yeah, a bunch of people that happen to know how to play like a mandolin and a banjo,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out.
0: I mean, I have a banjo. We just need to find a mandolin. Yeah, so.
1: get a, get Alyssa back on the banjo.
0: She's playing drums now. I'll have okay. to do I mean, for a while I was learning how to play banjo with my feet, but I think oh, it'd be well, there you go. or no, I was learning how to play guitar with my feet so I could also play banjo.
1: Okay, well, whatever works, hands. man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. I'm not that coordinated like
1: <laughs> me either. But
0: yeah, the song what it's about at like it's I don't know, like it just kind of seems to me like it's about not letting the weight of the world, which is a huge weight really weigh you down, like kind of just slow it down, take it easy and kind of just try not to let the pressure get to you. Just cuz yeah. once you let it get to you, it's it's going to be very hard to come back. And it's kind of warning you of what too much worry or stress or anxiety can do to you and kind of trying to be like, hey, I know it's hard, but just take a time, take some time, breathe, look at what's around you, look at, look for the good things and kind of just take it day by day.
1: Yeah. And I I think I took it a step further and like personified it, but at the core, it's pretty much the same thing that I got. It, it, to me, it seemed like he or or the perspective of the singer, whoever that character is, if it's him in real life or just a character kind of a thing, it seemed like he burned a whole lot of bridges and he's at this low point And maybe there was some sort of intervention where his friends and family are just upset and disgusted by him and wanting to get out and, and figure out what he's actually doing with his life. And they don't want to see him back until he kind of cleans his act up and, and gets that shit figured out.
0: Well, that would definitely give him some perspective to be singing a slow acoustic ballad like this.
1: Yeah. But maybe that was was too deep of a a personification and I should just take things for, for the themes or focus more on that, that shit. But uh, overall this album, I I enjoy good enough as, as background music. Uh, There's a handful of songs that, that I mentioned that I really, really, really enjoy. I love the guy's vocals. Um, the music is catchy, if a bit samey at some points. It's got some misses, but more hits, I think. Yeah. So I don't hate the album. The first track specifically just kind of rubs me the wrong <laughs> way.
0: Yeah, as soon as you said that at the beginning, I was like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Like, and, and the thing is that like, normally when that happens, if I don't like the first track on an album, but I end up liking songs further in the album, I'll go back and I'll listen to it again. And I'll be like, okay, now I understand what I'm getting into. I have my expectations kind of leveled off and I'll be able to enjoy the first track. That happens like nine times out of 10, but this, this is, this is the one where I still don't really enjoy that song.
0: Well, I'm not sure why. that's fine because this isn't about liking every song. It's about, <laughs> it's about hearing all the, all the music at least once and maybe it's finding exposure. Yeah. yeah. Finding it's some
1: discovering stuff, new shit. Well, yeah. And I mean, do you you've, that's the whole point of the podcast. That's why I was thinking at the beginning when I mentioned that we should have some sort of structure to our introduction, so we can explain that like we're doing this for discovery. We we don't talk about it every episode, so if someone just tunes in and they think that we're just like reviewing an album, kind of a thing, for the sake of reviewing an album. that's not the case. We're sharing albums with each other. We're we're trying to broaden our horizons, right? And and find new things that we find interesting or good or we hate them or whatever. Just just kind of that that back and forth of discovering shit that that we have or that we wouldn't normally have discovered or whatever
0: man i'm gonna somehow find an album that you're just gonna absolutely fall in love with
1: (laughs) i mean i I really like that fucking neutral milk hotel album and i really like the sunday album so there have been a couple that have have got me pretty good there we go but uh you don't know I feel like I'm pickier with music than you are. And that's why there's this weird dichotomy where you like everything that I submit, at least to some degree. And I'm just like, nah, fuck that. Maybe well, I'm just more vocal. Maybe I'm just less afraid of, of saying that I don't like something, Joey.
0: Maybe next week. We, uh, <laughs> next week. cool to boy.
1: Guys, I'm so giddy and I'm so <laughs> anxious and I'm excited. Next week, we're going to be discussing uh, Kanye West's 2013 album, Jesus. Which oh, is, uh, if you're a, if you have listened to Kanye West's discography, then you know that that Jesus is kind of like an outlier in his discography, and it got a lot of criticism initially. But it's also become kind of this like cult favorite kind of thing going on. So uh, I'm interested to see how Joey takes it. Joey, I know you've listened to some Kanye West, yeah, um, but I know you have also not specifically heard this album.
0: Yeah, I fucking like loved yay i love uh kid See C- goes with kid with kid cuddy like that is i that album it's one of my favorites honestly like at this point it is maybe in the top 20 favorites of mine out of like albums i've listened to ever uh it's a pretty good ha- i know we have differing views on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yep not to say that i don't like it but you yeah. see it as so. You, no, okay, it's, it's the yeah. best
1: Kanye album. In my opinion. <laughs>
0: we'll we'll leave that for yeah.
1: We'll talk then. about we'll talk all about Kanye next week uh, because we're we're talking again. We're talking about Jesus, which is uh, twenty thirteen album. It's yeah. it's an album. I'm not gonna say more than that. I'm very excited to see how you take it and what your what your thoughts on it are, uh, both initially and with spinning time with it for a week and and potentially come back to it at some point in the future just to see if things still line up uh but yeah uh if you guys want to comment please do so on on youtube facebook twitter whatever hit us up engage with us on the social medias we actually did get a comment uh this past week with the soil work album uh someone commented talking about the singer being from disharmonia moody as well uh so that was fun we got a legitimate comment and still just bot comments. Give us more of those. If yeah. you guys want to comment on, on shit, engage with us. We're here for it
0: for sure. And I mean, if you're a bot out there feeling like commenting, just know I'll probably delete your comment. Cause most bots <laughs> are just like, Hey, sign up for my new sex website
1: <laughs> that or YouTube will, will delete your comment for you. So yeah. we don't really got to worry about it, but I guess that's true. I don't know. Fucking, fucking reach out. We like talking about music. Clearly. it's not just between us. We're not trying to have a circle jerk here. Just fucking tell us what what you think of the, of layering his flask and tell us what you think of Jesus, but don't spoil anything for Joey. If you, well, I guess by the time this gets released, then we'll be recording. So you can't really spoil it. So we have a little buffer, we have a little buffer, but, but yeah, fucking next week. Jesus, listen to it. Let us know what you think Uh, until then. Stay in our feedback. Feedback loop.